following the heroic act of Pinchas at the very end of Parshas Balak, when Pinchas got up and killed Zimri and Kuzbi, bringing the end to the plague that was decreed against the Bnei Israel, who had been engaged with the women of Moab, the women of Midian, and served the Avodah of Baal Peor, Zimri, who was one of the main culprits, Pinchas kills him, and now, the beginning of our Parsha, Hashem promises Pinchas a couple of different things, but among them, he says he's going to grant him his bris of shalom. Behold, I'm going to give to him my covenant, my pact of peace. It sounds very nice, it sounds very peaceful, but the question is, what really is a bris of shalom? What is a pact of peace? We answer that question as we answer another dimension, one not only of pshat, but of remez, drash, and sod, a journey into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the database with Rabbi Shua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha Spinchos, and if you enjoy sharing like this on the podcast and others, and you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group for frequent updates or links to all uploaded shiurim, and all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. Now, returning to Parshas Pinchas, the question of what is a bris of shalom, a pact of peace? So we start off with Pashib Shat, in which we will offer several, starting with Rashi. Rashi seems to keep it pretty broad. Esbrisi Shalom, Shatahelo Libris Shalom, it's going to be for him a covenant of peace. What does that mean? Like someone who is being Machzik Tov, someone who is expressing a, um, a debt of gratitude, as it were. And favor to someone who had done him a favor. Afkan, so also here says Rashi, Perishlo, Akadash Baruch Shlomosab, Hashem explicitly expresses his shlom, his peaceful feelings towards Pinchas. In other words, it sounds um, um, like there's nothing too practical here. Uh, the, the ramifications of this covenant are just that Hashem is expressing goodwill, expressing favor, expressing thanks, as it were, towards Pinchas. And you might think, okay, it sounds very fluffy. What does this really do for Pinchas? But the answer is, if someone is granting a pact, a covenant of goodwill, of, of, of favor, of friendship, that can come with so many different ramifications. Imagine when you're good friends with someone, you've done something good for someone else, so he'll say, I'll give you anything, right? That, that, could, mean, that could mean a lot of things, that could mean nothing. But in the case where someone has really done something good for someone else and he really feels that debt of gratitude, so that can mean that in every, whatever you, what you, whenever you have a time of need, I'm going to be there for you. So Hashem, in this vein, grants Pinchas a bris of of Shalom. So that is the first shot that is offered by Rashi. Now moving on, we have the Ibn Ezra and the Chizkuni, who explain more practically that no, what was Hashem granting Pinchas with this verse of Shalom? He was actually granting Pinchas immunity. Immunity from what? From Zimri's family. You might think that since Pinchas killed Zimri, after all, the avengers of blood from Zimri's family, they might come to, indeed, avenge the blood of Zimri. But Hashem says, nope, I'm granting Pinchas immunity from that. Then we have another pshat that's offered by the Chizkuni, and this is a pshat that actually um, goes against the Gemara and Zvachim that Rashi quotes on our parsha as well. Zvachim Kuf Alpha suggests that by technicality, Pinchas was actually not going to be a kohen, 
And what Hashem had granted Pinchas at this time was that he was going to become a Kohen. That um, by, by technicality, when Aaron and his children were anointed to become Kohanim, so Pinchas and all the other grandchildren who might have existed at the time, so those who were already alive at the time, they weren't going to be Kohanim. And only future grandchildren would have become Kohanim. But by getting up and killing Zimri, so Pinchas was granted a special uh, prize or a special award that he would become a Kohen. But the Chizkuni understands that, no, Pinchas was actually a Kohen all along. So perhaps Al-Pipshat, the Chizkuni suggesting that Pinchas was already a Kohen. And what Hashem was granting Pinchas with the bris shalom was actually immunity from losing his rights to being a Kohen. Because a Kohen who kills somebody, so um, we know that a Kohen who kills somebody cannot perform the rights of a Kohen. And because of that, you might have thought that Pinchas would not be able to serve in the Mikdash, to Duchin, all the things that a Kohen can do. Chiz Kuni says, Hashem is granting him this bris shalom, which allows him to still do these things. The Nitziv suggests differently that what Hashem was granting Pinchas with this bris shalom was that he was actually um, not expressing his own particular favor towards Pinchas, but he was actually suggesting something that Pinchas would still have within himself. In other words, Pinchas would still be good-hearted. Because you might think that when someone gets up and does something brazen, like killing another person, even if it's for the right reasons, when it comes from a place of kinah, when it comes from a place of zealousness, you might think that now their good nature, their goodwill is going to be lost. And the truth is that could happen by nature to someone who does something like that, when someone acts in a very brazen way. But Hashem says, no, I'm maintaining the bris of shalom. Pinchas will still be, perhaps like, um, like his grandfather Aaron, who was an Oev Shalom and a Rodev Shalom, Pinchas will still have that goodwill. Continuing along the lines of Pashup Shah, the Malbim suggests that the bris shalom, this pact of peace, is immunity, but from death on a certain level, that Pinchas was being granted longevity. This may go along the lines of what is suggested in the Pirkei Darab Eliezer in uh, Perak um, Memzayim 47. You also find it in a couple of places in the Zohar. Um, Rashi, Tabav Matsya, Daf, Kofi Yudal, and suggests this famous idea that Pinchas was Eliyahu Hanavi. He lived a very long time. And in fact, Eliyahu Hanavi never died. He went up in the fiery chariot to Shemayim. Still comes down periodically to do some miracles for us. Hopefully he'll be back very, very soon. But Ezra Hashem, Meher Bimenu, However, the Ibn Ezra disagrees and Al-Pip Shah and says that Pinchas and, and Eliyahu Hanavi were two different people. However, this, uh, um, um, this shot, um, uh, this possible shot, maybe you could argue that this is a drash in uh, the bris shalom. However, this interpretation of the bris shalom is that it was longevity that he was being granted. Another couple of shots that I'll quote for you from the Daz of Canaan um, in the name of the Bukhar Shor, or I should say the Bukhar Shor says something similar, that one shot of the bris shalom was that actually Pinchas became um, the new Kohen Meshuach Melchama. That he was the Kohen would be anointed for the purposes of war. Interesting that it's called Shalom, right? The point of uh, maybe a war for Klai Israel is really to the end of peace, the end of Shalom. And it's the Kohen Meshach Muhammad who's in, who's in a sense able to grant that Shalom to the Bnei Israel. Another shot that the Dazakim quotes was that he was already a Kohen Meshach Muhammad. However, now he was given a right that he had not been given originally, which was the right to do Avodah, um, that, that, Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu would now have him do Avodah in the Mikdash, when otherwise they would have perhaps had other Kohanim to do it. This perhaps also goes against what was suggested in the Gemara Nzvachim that we quoted earlier. Okay, but those all take care of several different Pashib Shatin, um, and, or Shatin Pshutin. And now we move on to Remez. Um, and again, even though some of those pshatim might have been um, along the lines of drash, but now we have a very 
Very fascinating Ramez um, from the Balaturim. Balaturim suggests, if you look at the word, as Barisi Shalom, look at the word Shalom, he says Shalim Ksiv. It's really written Shalim, like Shin Lamid Yud Mem. I guess if you look in a Sefer Torah, it might look like it's written um, Shalim. And that is because of He Vav Ketia. He says the Vav is cut off. And if you have the art scroll Balaturim, they have different suggestions of what the different pshatim of what the vav ketia looks like. What is a cut vav? One pshat makes it look like a yud. One makes it look like a very short vav. Instead of a floating yud, it's like a it's like a yud on the floor. So it's a very short vav on the floor of the word. Or there's a slice that's cut through the vav. Anyway, what does this cut vav do for us? What does this vav ketia teach us? Says the Balaturim several things. Firstly. Look in the Gemara in Kedushin, in the third parak there, in the third parak of Kedushin, the Gemara teaches us, Kishuhu Shalim. The reason why the word Shalom looks like it's Shalim, it means that Pinchas could be a Kohen, but only if he's Shalim, only if he has a full body, he has no blemishes. All right, so that's the Gemara in, in uh, Kedushin, which can be found, if you want to see the Gemara inside, it can be found on Daf. Samach Vav on the days. So that's one pshat. Another pshat that he suggests. He says, you know why the the vav looks like a yud? Why the why the vav is cut short? I'm giving him a full presence, and not just the full presence like shalem, but eser matanos b'mekdash, eser b'medina. He says there are going to be ten matanos that are associated with the kohen, and the vav, which looks like a yud, now equals ten. And that's not all the Baal term suggests. The Baal term suggests, based on what we said earlier. That what going back to what we said earlier, that Pinchas was Eliyahu Hanavi, in several places, five different places, Eliyahu's name, we've mentioned this in the past on Parsha Parties, Eliyahu Hanavi's name is written without the Vav, it just says Eliyah. So the Vav Kitsia, the cut Vav, alludes to the fact that he's Eliyahu, whose name has also been uh, stripped from its Vav. V'yakov male vav, and there are times that the, the five times that Eliyahu loses a vav, Yaakov, we find in the Torah, gains a vav. Shanatal vav me'eliyahu lemashkon, it was taken from Eliyahu as collateral. Achyavo im ha-mashiach, until he comes with Mashiach, v'yigal zvanov, and he redeems his children. V'zehu yagel Yaakov yismach Yisrael, that Yaakov will, redu- will rejoice, and Yisrael will rejoice in a different form. Yismach osios mashiach, he says the word yismach is the same letters of the word mashiach. She yismach limos ha-mashiach, because he's going to rejoice in the day He's a Mashiach, he's going to return the Vav, the Hey Eliyahu Shalom, and Eliyahu is going to be full and finishes off the Balaturim Shalom, the Gematria Zehu Mashiach. The word Shalom in full says uh, Gematria equal numerical value to the words Zehu Mashiach. This is in fact Mashiach. What an incredible remnant from the Balaturim. Now we move on to Drash. So what else was he being granted? So another pshat, um, or perhaps a drash, that's found in Midrashim, and it's also found in Yerushalmi, Sanhedrin, Zion, Dalit, that Hashem saved Pinchas from Nidoi, meaning Pinchas was about to be excommunicated for what he did. And people would not have been able to grant him shalom. They would not have been able to grant him peace. They wouldn't have been able to greet him, and he would have been excommunicated from the community. But because he killed Zimri and did exactly what he was supposed to do, Hashem granted him a burst of shalom that Pinchas was saved now from, from Nidoi. He was immune from that. Therefore, he would have a... Co- he would have a, a covenant of peace. Also, there is uh, the Sifrei, which suggests, you know what it means? Emor hinni la, nosin la, lo brisi shalom. Melamish amnu mimenu binyan rishon yurches kwanan gedolim. Not just that he would get kahuna, but he would have 18 kwanan gedolim that would descend from him. So that's another possibility of what um, Pinchas was being rewarded with. Finally, we move on to Sod. And this is from the Zohar, the Zohar in Chelek Aleph. Kuf Tesimid Base 209b and says something that we said earlier 
and go out and see someone, any person who is a kana, a, a kanai for Hashem, someone who is a zealot for Hashem, meaning not for himself, not because he's an angry person, but because he genuinely cares and is bothered when, when Hashem is insulted. The malach hamaves, the, the angel of death, is not able to have dominion over him. Kishar b'nei Nasha, like the way he's able to to dominate other people. Yiskayim be'shalom, but he's going to have peace. And that's how exactly it was established. Kemad imar be'pinchas, like it was said, be'pinchas l'chein emor hinanin nosim lo'esprisi shalom. Not just longevity, perhaps, like the way the album said, but longevity to the end of having no end at all. Then, in fact, Pinchas, who was Eliyahu Hanavi, never died, but he went straight up to Shemayim because someone who was a zealot, and this is a hard trick if you could pull it off, to be a zealot purely for Hashem but for no other reason, then you have um, no, no weakness against the Malach HaMavas. He has no shlita over you. He has no dominion over you. But you have dominion over him, and you can live forever. If anyone's able to pull that off, tell me, but we won't know until it happens. And, um, you know, I don't know if uh, I'll make it there. But uh, we shall be zocha to the time that Pinchas and Eliyahu um, return to us, um, where the, the Vav will be returned um, to make Shalom from Shalem and uh, all the beautiful things that come with this bris. We should be zocha to them as well. We should be zocha to the goodwill from Hashem, the friendship with Hashem. We should be zocha to immunity from anybody who might want to kill us, chas v'shalom. Um, and in a certain sense, we should live up to our roles, mamlechas kohanim, just like Pinchas can do it. Maybe in a certain sense, kahuna is something that is conferred upon those who deserve it. So we should be zocha to that as well. Zocha to so many brachos, zocha to shalom be'ezras Hashem. And of course, once again, bias goel, bias ha'mashiach, mehar Thank you for joining us here at The Database.